We are all, all of you, say amen if you're glad that me or Anna are up here and not you. Amen. You are all glad that it is us and not you, right? So um, Pastor Gary and I, we really are kind of called as a team to minister, but there's no doubt he's the pastor. Now there have been times when I have been tempted to say, you know, Fa Gary, it's Father's Day. It would be great to talk about this. But you know what? I don't do that because he's the pastor. I'll help him organize things. We'll do things I love to reach out to people. But he's the pastor. So this past week when I thought, Pastor Gary, it would be great for you to talk about this. And we did talk about Father's Day a little bit. Um, but I, I did not tell him he should talk about that because I guess God was telling me that stuff so I could say it, right? So here I am, right? So um, we're just going to share a little bit here. And um, I'm, you can start out by turning to, to um, Psalm 89, if you have your Bible, verses 1 through 4. And also, um, if you are a guy, we're no respecter of persons. If you are a guy, you can um, take a candy bar. Because it's Father's Day, but we just include all the guys in that. So if you are a teenager, an adult, or whatever, you can take a candy bar to honor the guys today. And then um, I'm also going to ask someone after a while to read the verse, um, Deuteronomy 31.6. So somebody can look that up, and we'll, we'll get to that after. It'll be quite a while. Okay, Psalm 89, 1-4. through 4. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you establish your faithfulness in heaven itself. Um, and you said, I have made a covenant with the, my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. Um, back in the old days, I used to tease Pastor Gary because when he first got up here and needed to use reading glasses, he was so embarrassed. Yeah, thank you. I might take you up on that because I think mine got left out out there. So if you want me to borrow your reading glasses, I'd be really happy with that, Holly. So um, what I want to start out with, and I can't say this will be a long message, but is proclaiming. When we think about fathers, there is a lot to think about. We have got, my, my dad was a great dad and is a great dad, and Gary's dad was a great dad. And there are a lot of great dads out there. And then there are dads that kind of fall short or maybe aren't around at all. So sometimes Father's Day can be really hard because things are not always perfect. We're not in a perfect world, are we? And then sometimes other people step up to our plate. And there are people we can look at as mentors to guys. And um, I hope every single guy in this church today even teenagers, is an encouragement to someone else because we all need healthy guys in our life. And you're here because you love God and you care um, about other people. And so the first thing I want to really talk about here in the verses 1 through 4 is proclaiming. So it said, I will sing of the Lord's great 
love forever. My mouth will make your faithfulness known through all generations. You know, when you think about generations, generations start somewhere, don't they? You have people before, above you, and you have people that will go on after you, whether uh, relatives or maybe even other people you just influence. But the best, most faithful person in our life is more than a person that's God, isn't it? So on this Father's Day, when we think about who is the most faithful father, it's God, isn't it? And he's there for all of us. Pastor Gary, his, his dad died a few years ago, so he's not there for him anymore. And same with Linda, that's his, uh, Gary's sister. But the, the mentoring he did goes on. But God, our Father, is always there for us, isn't it? And so I think it's really important on days like this where we think about how faithful God has been to us. And I love the part of it where it says, I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm throughout generations. And um, God is going to have that covenant with us that it talks about in the verse before. Um, and he is going to continue to help us um, make a difference, right? Because we all do want to make a difference. Um, one area that I've really enjoyed myself making a difference is that I have a kinship partner. And I had no desire whatsoever to have a kinship partner because I have enough people and things in my life. But I really felt God that, that jumped out at me to have a kinship partner. It's been fun because she's went to camp and she's come to know the Lord and she's helped her mom who's gone through hard times and her brother. And she knows that God is there for, for us. So I think it's good on Father's Day not just to think about the fathers but all of us. Who can we make a difference in the lives of those around us? Um, because fathers do fail. Sometimes they are uh, fail or they abandon. But he has promised us he will be there for us. So did somebody happen to look up Deuteronomy 36, 31, 6? Do you have that, Derek? Okay, do you have that, uh, Vern? Deuteronomy 31, 6. Thank you very much. Okay, good, Brad. I think that's a good thing for us to think about too, isn't it? That he has promised he will never leave us or he will forsake us. And at that point, Anna, I wonder if you have a little something you want to add. She, we had talked about this ahead of time and she said that she would like to share a little bit. So we'll let her. Okay. <laughs> okay while she's looking for the stand I will tell you the story about uh, Pastor Gary's uncle Willie God had called him to preach and I think my husband got it definitely from his uncle the shy bone that um, even in, in the Bible when God called Moses he said don't ta have me to have this other guy who talks better so when Uncle Willie preached his first sermon he was so embarrassed that he went out the back 
there was like a back door like this, and um, he crawled out the window and left because he was so embarrassed <laughs> that he had to, uh, that he, um, do you want me to just move? Okay, another minute. Okay. Um, I'm really not used to preaching, especially last minute. And in front of a group who's older than like 11, because I usually do kids ministry. Okay. So if you know me, you know that I'm really not much for reading at all. So whenever I was younger and my mom tried to get me to read my Bible, I just wasn't the best at it. And it wasn't until like last summer until I truly understood the importance of reading my Bible. And I went to a Bible bookstore, and I, my mom got me a new Bible, because I think it was closing. So she just wanted to get me a Bible. And I went home, and I read it. And for the first time ever, it was like what I was reading actually made sense. Because when I started to read my Bible, the sermons started to pour out loud. And it wasn't because I was listening to a pastor. It was because I was listening to the voice of God. Because when you start reading your Bible, you step away from knowing of God to knowing who he is. To know God is to know the Bible. Now, some of you may know my friend Alicia. I know you guys have met her and Ashley has. And that's her up there. And if you know her, you know that she is pretty crazy and she makes some pretty crazy decisions, um, pretty impulsive decisions. This last week, I went to her house and... We were sitting in Caribou, and she was like, I want to cut my hair. And I was like, I want to cut my hair. So we just went home, and I cut seven inches off of her hair, and she cut, like, this much off of mine. And we just did it. Like, she just makes impulsive decisions. And when she was about 12, she went to El Salvador on a missions trip, and her and the group were climbing up this mountain um, for a hike. And once they got to the top, there was this fence, and behind the fence, there was this landscape, and it was like they finally got to the top, and they saw everything past the fence, and they wanted to take a picture on the fence, and this fence really wasn't too sturdy, and it didn't look very dangerous, but they took a picture anyways, and when everyone left, she continued to sit on the fence, even though it didn't look very safe, and behind the fence was about like a 150-foot cliff like a steep it was very steep and she the sorry um the fence broke and she started to fall down like 50 feet and she got caught on a bush and so everyone was yelling at her stay down there don't move we will come down to get you but even though they were saying that she got up and she tried to do it by herself anyways and she fell again but this time farther and she was about 50 feet from hitting the bottom, and, you know, something pretty bad could have happened to her. She probably wouldn't be here. But then her dad came down, and he got her, and she was safe. And I just thought this would be a good analogy because I think sometimes we just get to such a high point in our life where we think we see something and we think it's sturdy, or we don't think it's sturdy, and we know it's not, but we still do it anyways, and we fall. And we try to get up by ourselves, but we can't do it and we can just fall even farther down. But that's when you need to listen to the voice of God the most. But when you're off of your faith and more of the deep end, 
praying won't just be the only way. You have to read your Bible. That's why I'm talking about how important the Bible is. Because the Bible is your backbone, and it will teach you everything you need to know about your faith. Because you can't always just wait till Sundays or Wednesdays to listen to a sermon. But the Bible will always be there. Very good. And that, that goes right along with it, because how are we going to get to know our Heavenly Father if we don't read his word? Just hearing Pastor Gary on Sundays, or maybe going to camp once a year, or uh, listen to Christian music, those are all very good things, and we need them. But if we're in God's word, it really makes a difference. And, um, you know, I'm often encouraged by Sue, because Sue, reading the Bible has really made a difference for you, hasn't it? And, and she's talked about that different times about how much. But all of us, all of us know that reading the Bible makes a really difference. So we really appreciate you sharing that um, because that's where we find God's promises. And when something happens, like with Seth, we have nothing. But when we read God's word, we've got his promises. When the world, when everything falls out from underneath us, we have his promises. So in what I was sharing, the first part is about proclaiming and singing to him. The second part is about the promises because people fail us, right? People fail us. So I'm going to read the next scripture that I have here. Um, I'll just read this. This is Psalm 68, 4 through 6. It says, sing to God, sing praises to his name. Lift up a song for him who rides through the deserts, whose name is the Lord, and exult before him. A father of the fatherless and a judge for the widows is God in his holy habitation. God makes a home for the lonely. Anyone ever been lonely? He leads prisoners out, of, out into prosperity, and only the rebellious dwell in a parched land. And you know, this, the word rebellious, that is an important word there. When we're rebellious, we're turning against God. And we're thinking, I can do it myself. I don't really need God to help me. I can do it myself. But actually, in the Bible, it says rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And we don't want to go there, do we? So we want to make sure that we are humbling our hearts and following where God wants us. Because it makes all the difference. And he gives us the strength. He gives Anna the strength to share when she couldn't share otherwise. And even Pastor Gary um, has went, it's not easy for him because he can only share if he's in God's word. And so this morning, even though I had a short time, we're in God's word. And these words meant a lot to me. But I do think a lot on Father's Day how sometimes people don't have a, a father in the life for them. And how can we step up and, and be there? But God is the father of the fatherless. And he helps us makes a home for the lonely, leads prisoners out, of pro, out into prosperity. And I think specifically, we need God, our Father, to lead Seth into healing, don't we? And that is something we really need to hold on to today. That's a real core thing. Um, when I first found out about Seth, it was kind of interesting because it was like an um, hour and a half after I went by the accident, Missy had messaged me that they were going to the hospital and he had been in an accident. And then right after that, uh, her sister and husband showed up at my door. And um, Missy knew. She, as soon as she heard that there was an accident, 
she kind of knew. But Troy is one of the best fathers that I know. He's dedicated to God, he's quiet, but he's, but he's strong. And right now, all they have is for God to lead into healing, right? That's all they have. And we are so privileged to be here today and to be able to pray together and bind together so you know what's going to make a difference, right? Um, the last thing that I want to, verses that I have that I want to read is going back to Psalm 89. The first part was about proclaiming. And um, then the second part that Anne helped was the promises in God's word. And then the last part is praise. So I'm going to read verses 5 through 8 on Psalm 89. The heaven praise your wonder, O Lord. You know, isn't it kind of interesting how it just starts really raining? And you know, you can just say, I, you know, I just feel sometimes God just speaks to us. And, and even through the rain, you can see God working. The heavens praise your wonders, O Lord. Your faithfulness, too, in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Not our video games, not whatever distracts us. None of that can compare with the Lord. And that's just one thing to list. We could all list things. We all know what distracts us. Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. O Lord, God Almighty, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. Um, God's faithfulness is surrounding us, and when we feel weak, that's what we need. Uh, we're so happy to see our friend Steve here today. When I talked to Steve, he said he has to speak a lot, and when he does, what do you do? That's right. Those prayers, sometimes it is a helpful hint a person needs. Sometimes it's a secret. Right. Right, we have to have the faith. Um, I want to kind of close with a story of a man in my life, um, and his name was Virgil Peterson, and he and his wife didn't have kids. They um, were in our church, and she had been a preacher before they got married. And uh, Virgil was my Sunday school teacher, and we had, like, in our church, as an old church, we had a little balcony up there in our Sunday cl school class. And he was, like, my dad's age. And um, I said, he just shined. He always shined. And one thing I remember him actually saying in Sunday school class is that we should love our neighbor. And who's your neighbor? Well, if you take the land that you live on and you go all the way down to the center of the earth, everybody's land connects, Right? So he said that means we're all each other's neighbors. So I thought that was good. But what really affected me is he shined. He shined all the time. He glowed. And I said to him, um, Virgil, what is the secret of your joy? And he said, praise. He was a farmer. And I often heard my dad in the barn, I'd hear some noise and I over here there and he would be saying hallelujah, right in with the cows. And uh, I know Virgil was praising God even when he was doing his chores or praising. Um, so I want to encourage you with that today too. When we need strength, 
when we need help. We can look to people who can be there for us, and we need to, don't we? We need to look to people. We need to call out for help at times. But most of all, we can call out to the Lord. So Anna, would you come? And we have one more song. And um, last time when we sang this song, I had just really felt the Lord had been speaking to me. So I hope that as you um, sing this song, it's a little newer song that you sense God speaking to you. So